Hello, folks. Another episode of Let's Talk Ed. I'm here with uh, Kirby Lund, professor of English at Williston State College. Kirby, hello. Hello again. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, with Chris, uh, yet again, having a migraine. Somehow, whenever we have Kirby, we have a migraine with Chris. Um, I have that effect on people, actually. You, <laughs> you sure do. You sure do. <laughs> Kirby, uh, over the last week, you've had uh, three situations of plagiarism. Uh, in your uh, one of your uh, composition classes. So you and I were talking about the fact that we perhaps want to address the question of plagiarism because it is perhaps pervasive, if I can use that term. And uh, uh, also it is, yes, it is cosmopolitan, it is universal, but it's also gaining in terms of power because of the tools that have uh, showed up over the last few years, uh, most especially on the artificial intelligence front. But we also have entire, an entire industry, uh, no longer a cottage industry that is catered at uh, doing your assignments for you, writing even a PhD dissertation for you, doing all the you know, researching for it uh, for a fee. So uh, lead us through it. Why do people, why do students, why do learners plagiarize? I think one of the one of the first things that I can think about is just flat out culture differences in in some cultures around the world. Having a friend do your assignment for you is completely okay, So long as the work is done, the teacher isn't going to really bat an eye. Did you do the assignment? Yes. Here are your points and off you go. And once those students get to an American university or an American college, we have different standards for plagiarism where we have to step in and say, no, this isn't allowed. And why would you think that? So for those cultural differences, I think it starts with having a conversation with the student and trying to redirect to say, all right, you understand that this isn't allowed in this class and it's not allowed at the higher education level. So I think that's number one. Number two is time management skills. In one of the cases of plagiarism that you just mentioned, one of the students said, but I sent you an email and said that, you know, I didn't have time to do the assignment. Well, we've had the assignment open for three whole weeks and they got to the end of the process right before the final draft was due and they just had somebody else write it for them because they ran out of time to do the assignment. So time management and panic plagiarism is definitely a thing that we need to watch for. The last one is just disinterest in the assignment. If students don't look at an assignment or an essay or a project and see what kind of value it has for their, their education, they're probably not going to put the time and effort into it that we would expect out of a student of higher education. So if they don't see the tangible benefit of doing this kind of essay style, then are they really going to put forth the effort to make a good essay? Probably not. And that's where they'll turn to paper, paper kind of websites that you just mentioned, or they might turn to a friend and say, I know that you've taken this class in the past. Can I use your paper and put my name on it? And I'll just submit it. So 
I'm, I'm done with the assignment and I can move on to something that maybe holds more interest for me. So let me bring up a couple of different situations that we've read about in the news over the last decade. Uh, there was a picture that was practically on the front page of the BBC for a number of days that showed parents in India that were climbing the walls of, of an exam, uh, a building where an exam was taking uh, place uh, as balloons fly <laughs> in front of me. Not uh, exactly a time for balloons, but... I, I know, I know. We're celebrating Zahi, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so parents had climbed the, the, the walls of that building all the way to the top floor to hand their children answers to a high stakes exam. Mm. And we know there are individuals in many a country that, uh, including in this one, that send their children to, to preparatory uh, programs in schools where they rehearse exams day in, day out. And why is that? This is uh, due to the high stakes nature of education for some reason in terms of setting the future uh, for that, the success in the future for that individual. But also uh, more recently, we've seen in the U.S. that university entrance uh, scandal where mm -hmm. some rich and wealthy and fancy um, were able to buy their children's way into big name university. Because why? Because we've told the world for the last few decades that the success goes through a highfalutin uh, university and a piece of paper with its name on it. So, so to me, those are signs of pla uh, not signs, but those are symptoms of plagiarism, and they are examples of what can happen, and and they they happen all over the world. So how do you view them and how do you correlate them or do you not correlate them with what you're seeing in your classroom uh, since you've been an instructor? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to, to couch that in terms of maybe a, a cost-benefit analysis. If I can plagiarize a paper, if I can if I can cheat on an exam, there's a risk that, that the instructor is actually going to catch me. And with that, I'll fail that exam, I'll fail that assignment. But there's also a chance that the instructor is not going to catch me. And I'm going to get through Scott clean, and I get my grade, I move on. So Maybe maybe that's another another reason why why students plagiarize is there's that cost benefit analysis. If I don't have to put in a lot of work and I can still get the same degree, I can still get the same grade on my transcript, then okay, then then maybe it's worth it to just try and copy my way through. But Especially for people in my generation, millennials were, were very much told that the only way that you could be successful once you get out of high school is by getting a college degree, getting a university degree, a bachelor's degree or higher, and then going out into the workforce. And when we put those stakes so high, some students look at those stakes and think that they're completely insurmountable and 
maybe plagiarism is a creative way around those stakes. Well, that speaks to uh, perhaps an, a different way of teaching and weighing the competence of the student at the material, at the knowledge, at the uh, 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 proficiency. As uh, uh, you know, and we're using tactics that were used in decades in the past as uh, tools of today. Do you agree with what I said? And if so, uh, do you think that we'll ever get out of plagiarism? Because I can guarantee you it's happened all over the place, right? We've heard of so many people ripping off others and not giving them credit uh, for it over the, the centuries. Right, of course. I, I think so long as you're asking students to create written work, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where we will be 100% plagiarism free. It's just such a, a pervasive thing. And you're always going to have those students who have that cost benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. So what might need to happen is some kind of a shift in the way that we present our assignments to students instead of giving them an exam that's been used for several years before and maybe a student gets the exam key instead of giving an assignment. So giving an essay assignment in my class that I've used several times before, maybe I need to adapt those assignments slightly toward more project-based learning rather than strictly a written assignment so that there are more components where I can, I can as the instructor, weigh in and see the actual process that's happening with the student and provide redirection from there. Well, I think you gave us uh, the topics for our next two segments. Uh, and uh, I think it's, it's a big, big onion to peel with a variety of layers. I don't think we'll be able to get uh, through it in, in one uh, series. Uh, but we'll at least try to uh, get to it at some point in our future. With that said, this was uh, Kirby Lund uh, on Let's Talk Ed today uh, with me, Zahi Atella. Please join us uh, wherever you get your uh, podcasts as well as uh, on YouTube. We thank you for uh, joining us and we'd like to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What, how do you look at plagiarism? What, what do you think can happen uh, when people plagiarize and how can we deal with it? Thank you and see you next time.